0: Welcome to Fishing Without a lifetime without definitive expectations. If you got here on purpose or by mistake, we're certainly glad you're here. And if you're welcome nowhere else, you're certainly welcome here. There's no admission fee, only the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike.
1: Hello, Jim. How are you doing today?
0: Well, just dandy. And sometimes I'll say to people when they ask me, how are you doing? I'll say, compared to what? (laughs) Uh, So that's an interesting way to have conversations. And when we engage with people, we'd like to have something a little more in-depth go beneath the surface. So, Mike, uh, what we're going to talk about tonight is, as everyone keeps talking about, is this pandemic that we're dealing with in the United States and the world. However, this is more than a microcosm, but it talks about how human beings with varying levels of resiliency deal with these crisis situations in life.
1: One quote that comes to me in this past week is this idea that we are all already have been dealing with something and now we have a world crisis on top of the thing we're already dealing with it that compounds things so that seems to exacerbate the problems of a lot of people like right now
0: well most of the time let's say when there's a a horrific uh, typhoon or a tornado or a hurricane or an earthquake Generally, we look at that from afar and say, oh my, that's awful that that happened to those people. But Mike, this is happening to everyone. Everyone in the whole world. And the ramifications go beyond the illness that this uh, pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 can cause. It permeates into the economics. It permeates into your ability to have a financial resources to fend for you and your family. It permeates into the healthcare system. It permeates into you quarantining and having, and having a mind of some fear where we ask people to have a mind of knowledge and awareness. So one thing that we're asking people to do, and I'm going to uh, give this, is that Dr. Tracy Hutchison is a wonderful MD psychiatrist that uh, works in this type of field and this uh, a lot of this information came from drtracyhutchison.com uh, if you'd like to go there i'm sure you could pick up some more things and some of the things uh, that she talks about mike is number 1 there's a couple things that can be checked that can vary on your resiliency level to situations so number 1 how vulnerable how how accessible were these people in their lives before this crisis, okay. And the other thing that we look at is how much news that they consume. How much news do they immerse themselves in during the crisis? So, number one, we're asking people to limit their news and their exposure to various levels of media. Uh, how much? How many distasteful images do you need to see, Mike?
1: Right, and, and the news kind of traffics uh, in the distaste. There's not a lot of good news shows, although there is a couple of good news shows that have been popping up in response to this.
0: Yes, and that certainly counteracted. However, it's like uh, one of the reasons that there's so much traffic and there's so much traffic jams during an automobile accident, even on the other side of the road, because people slow down. They want to look at it. They can't take their eyes off it. Uh, However, realistically, Mike, there there is not breaking, updated news that we need every moment.
1: No, no. It it becomes super sensitive, and and it colors your worldview that everything is bad because the news is only going to give you all the bad things. Uh, And and when you start multiplying that around the entire world— and that's all getting funneled into your television in front of you 24 hours a day, then then that's going to really alter kind of how you look at
0: life. Well, of course. And then what we do is we deal with what's called a confirmation bias mm-hmm. when we when we search out information that confirm our existing beliefs, and we we discount everything else. I think uh, somebody in America is calling that fake news right now. We just want to. It's like in the recovery world, Mike. If you're covered with gasoline, avoid open flames. And this, all this news can be open flames. Please, please limit your exposure. And Mike, we talk about the importance of being able to label and identify your thoughts and feelings. And I'm asking people out there to accept their feelings and embrace them. If you're anxious, if you're depressed, if you are in a state of panic, these type of feelings... I'm asking you to accept them when someone says, gee, Mary, you you look very anxious. I'd love for you to say, yes, I am. Yes, I am anxious. So when we, when we accept and remember, acceptance does not mean approval. Accept the way you feel and understand that given horrific circumstances, it's natural for people to have their equilibrium upset and to accept that rather than try to it's It's very important that when your children are upset to validate them and listen Billy, you look like you're very upset can you tell me can you tell me about that or she says mama I'm scared yes honey yes I, I I hear that you're scared, so am I so the idea is is to talk about these feelings in a transparent and real way not to discount people the way that people feel, Mike. Not to. And the next thing is, as we've talked about this before, Mike, is there's, there is no change from moment to moment. And so it's really important that we gravitate toward people or news sources that we absolutely trust, that present information in a calm, clear logical manner without sensationalism since there's 24 hours news feeds mike uh let's use this for an example there hasn't been sports for oh gee a couple months a couple months since uh, all the seasons closed down however uh, have you listened to any sports shows any sports talk shows mike
1: i have not but i don't
0: typically um they're grasping they're searching for something to talk about to keep the audience engaged. And why do they want to keep the audience engaged? Ratings. If their ratings go down, what goes down, Mike?
1: Uh, their money that they're coming that's coming in.
0: That's correct. They're advertisers. Are you going to pay more for advertising when the when the audience is not there? So the people who invest in advertising they want to return. They want to return on that. So how do we how do we get people engaged? Either we become bombastic, either we have a lot of teasers, uh, maybe some half truths, try to engage in people in conversation where they we incite strong emotions in them, Mike
1: and when we when we talk about like sources we trust I, in my mind i think about those uh kind of public sources like uh your pbs news hour your npr here locally there's a a, a public funded uh uh group called public source uh for instance like do we need to go to those means or do we need to just investigate the the sources that we're using i i know i know you have some choice places that you go to that 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 fit you know what you trust
0: yes Yes. And again, what we want to do is understand that everybody has these cognitive biases. Everyone has this confirmation bias. And you have to be aware and mindful that you're not just seeking out sources that confirm what you believe. Um, And this is where we talk about having that beginner's mind, that open mind, the willingness, the willingness to listen and look at situations like they're fresh.
1: And I think that's important to think about because I, I I you know myself, my family, uh even my significant other have very uh uh opposing views on things and and it's been you know a challenge a challenge I welcome of course um or I wouldn't be be around them uh but uh you know to, to kind of look at both sides of things you know and just you know not not make them feel ostracized for what they do think.
0: Of course, and they're they're allowed to think and feel however they think and feel. However, that doesn't excuse poor behavior. So we're talking here about toxicity, and you know some people will say, "Oh, that person makes me so angry whenever I get them around them. They just argue." Uh, well, sometimes then I'll ask those people. I'll say, "Well, what do they think about you? How are, how, how are they feeling about what you're telling them? How, what you're trying to convince them about?" I would suggest that they probably have the same feelings about you. So, however, I'm sure that you two, let's say even family members, uh, if it's politics, religion, whatever, uh, dietary restrictions, avoid those subjects and go back to the foundation of what makes you care for each other. So, here we again Avoid toxic situations. Avoid them. Uh, Sometimes we continue to try to grow flowers in a stony field. And no matter how much hard work and effort that we put into those flowers and nurturing them, they're not going to grow. We need to find more fertile ground. And that's what I ask people to do, to find fertile ground. Mike, we don't need to fix or convince everyone.
1: No, we don't. No, we don't. And and you have to accept that there are people you're not going to bring over to your side. And it's okay.
0: There's nearly 8 billion people on the planet. Can you realistically expect everyone to like you? Of course not. That's, that's delusional thinking. If we think that everybody's going to like us.
1: I've always said, as we look at things like podcasts that put us into a public light on projects that we hope to grow, If I don't get hate mail or tweets or whatever that has developed into, then I haven't done my job. You know, somebody needs to disagree or else I'm not, my voice isn't getting out there and being heard.
0: Well, generally when I talk to married couples, oh, we have our, we have our arguments, we have our conflicts, so we bicker at times. And I'll say, that's good. And I'll say, why? I said, because if you didn't, that would show, that would just tell me that you stopped caring. So. Some of the some folks out there are beating themselves up a little bit for their lack of productivity, Mike. They're thinking, Oh my gosh, I have all this time and I'm not getting anything done. I don't know if you've talked to anybody like that, but I certainly have. And they and they're beating themselves up about it. They're feeling guilty about not cleaning their house all the walls, scrub everything down, scrub all the carpets, just do all this work. Well, mike uh, lack of productivity lack of focus lack of concentrations are also affected by overwhelming feelings and emotions mike we're in a situation where this is like robert heinlein's book stranger in a strange land uh, my suggestion is is to give yourself a, a little bit of a pass and as i always say on twitter be good to yourself today and every day, and here we go back again to accepting that the way that we feel uh, and uh, if there's anything that I would like anybody to get out of this podcast, it's check the facts. What do I know for sure? My company people do you know that are influenced by the last person that they talk to?
1: I definitely I definitely know a lot of people. There's um, um, those I care about that were I'm very very concerned about whether they're getting their information.
0: Okay. So generally, the last person that a person talks to, that's the most recent memory that they have, and that's their most immediate recall. However, I'm again asking people everything. Check the facts. What do I know for sure? What do I know for sure? Again, we'll go back to the stoic concept of negative visualization, uh, where we imagine the worst possible outcome. and then we ask ourselves, how realistic is that outcome? What do I know for sure? Let's check the facts. And given that, then we can be proactive and say, what can I do to prevent that outcome? Like being proactive is not glamorous or sexy. Who wants the job to stockpile all of this goods and services? That may or may not be needed. That's, that's, that, a lot of people would hate that job because it, it's not recognized. It's like being an offensive lineman in football. It's a vital job. However, it's not the glamorous job. It's not the ones that it's the headlines or the news. What we do is we, we practice and we prepare for outcomes. We've often used this scenario that no one looks for the fire extinguisher until the house is on fire. Uh, and I'm going to ask everyone out there, how many people out there regularly go through their house and check whether their fire extinguishers are recharged? Okay.
1: Yeah, it's something I, I know I'm behind on it myself. And, and who knows how long that's been sitting there under the sink, right? Uh, since I've, I've I've owned the house. So, yes, you know, yes. it, it, we don't think about that preventative maintenance, you know, much like we talk about our mind and our health care, you know, we're not getting in front of those things and thinking about those no. until our, our our house, our body is on fire.
0: Yes. So uh, I don't know whether you've worked anywhere where every now and then they would have random fire drills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people, a lot of people wouldn't even get out of, leave their office or participate in those drills because they just thought they were worthless because, well, it's, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. So uh, being on a safety committee, like if you have a union job, being on a safety committee or being head of safety uh, for the company, that's a thankless job. Absolutely thankless, except when a crisis occurs. Having wor-
1: worked in safety myself and uh, having a nephew that is currently working in safety, uh, we have these conversations a lot. It, it, it's, it's you know, people don't don't heed the warnings until until it's too late often.
0: Well, sure. If you, if you have a day, let's take, for example, a dangerous intersection. Uh, there might be some talk about it. We'll get around to that. What it takes is some type of a tragedy, like a young, young child getting killed in that, crossing that street. Then everyone's up in arms. Why hasn't this done before? Why didn't people take care of this?
1: Uh, these conversations happen right here in this neighborhood where we, you know, as we talk about the train going by here uh, uh, 20 feet from where I sit in the studio. uh, It is a dangerous situation uh, because of the way some of the, you know, 50-plus-year-old stations are around here until somebody does, you know, something does happen, you know, whether a car or a person, which has happened over the last several years, and that discussion has, after all this time, finally um, finally, come to some sort of fruition and, and a little bit of change.
0: Right. So generally in the 12-step world, we wish people the gift of desperation in order for them to act. However, in these types of situations, I don't think anybody is hoping for a tragedy so someone will act on a situation. I hope. I hope no one acts that. So we'd like to meditate, have some quiet time, and remember, Mike, these things build up over time. They build up a structure. They're layered. Uh, we have to. And again, this is a process of being proactive. Uh, and self-care, of course, everyone knows that's so important. And today, in this world we live in, we're talking about the vulnerable population, the people who have Lowered immune systems. Well, there's no way to flip a switch to jumpstart your immune system. You do that through exercise. You do that through healthy, clean eating. Avoiding sugars, avoiding processed foods. And equally as important, Mike, is sleep. We can't overestimate the healing power of sleep. The healing power of sleep. So I hope everyone out there takes these tips, these bullet points that we've discussed this evening, and take them into their life and actually incorporate them in their life. Words, words are fine. However, we can't think our way into acting right. We act our way into thinking right. Buy the ticket, my friends. Buy the ticket. And as always, we give you a free prescription at the end of every podcast. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself, do a kindness to another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Don't stay.